If you're still waiting on a Christmas present for someone which was ordered from abroad and sufficiently hefty as to require transportation by sea, it might be time to start considering a plan B. In recent days, several of the world's biggest shipping lines, including but not limited to MSC, Maersk and Hapag Lloyd, have stopped sending their vessels through the Red Sea and the Suez Canal and begun rerouting them around the Cape of Good Hope off South Africa. It is a considerable diversion. From a given port in Asia to one in Europe, it's about 3,500 extra nautical miles and around another nine days at sea. So if you find yourself come Christmas morning desperately placating a bereft six-year-old with some hastily confected story about Santa's sleigh being impounded for non-payment of reindeer tax, don't say you weren't warned. It's a stark reminder, you know, a short time after COVID that disruptions in supply chains are still staying with us. And certainly it's reviving a lot of the conversations we're having with our customers about how we create more resilience in supply chains. The reason for this abrupt redirecting of the world's cargo is the increasingly tedious campaign of piracy being waged by the Houthis, a militant group based in Yemen, the coast of which ships sailing the Red Sea in or out of the Suez Canal can scarcely avoid. The actions that we've seen from these Houthi forces are destabilizing, they're dangerous, uh, and clearly a, a, a flagrant violation of international law. In recent weeks, the Houthis have fired missiles or launched drones at several civilian vessels, harassed others by firing small arms at them from speedboats, and in one instance seized the entire ship the car carrier Galaxy Leader, upon which the Houthis descended in helicopters. <laughs> Galaxy Leader's crew remain captive, and the ship itself is now moored at the Red Sea port of Az Salif, where, according to recent reports, the Houthis have repurposed it as a tourist attraction and cultural centre, hosting doubtless enthralling theatrical and musical performances under the banner Art in the Face of the Zionist Entity the Zionist entity being the preferred locution of those who will neither recognize nor say Israel. And right there is a significant clue as to the Houthis' motivations. But before we get to what the Houthis think they're doing, and or what anybody else thinks they're going to do about it, the reasonable listener may at this point be wondering how a non-state militia is in any position to wreak such mayhem upon global shipping, and doubtless in due course global oil prices. About 10% of seaborne oil is shipped via the route the Houthis are presently marauding. We have every reason to believe that these attacks, while they were launched by the Houthis in Yemen, were fully enabled by Iran. The Houthis are a tribe of Shia Arabs from Yemen. Their formal political organization and militia is called Ansar Allah, broadly supporters of God. The Houthis have been making pests of themselves since circa the 1990s, but got properly moving in the first years of the 21st century. Encouraged, equipped and financed by Iran, the Houthis launched an insurgency in 2004 and by 2015 controlled roughly as much of Yemen as Yemen's government did. The Houthis hold the capital, Sana'a, and most of Yemen's Red Sea coast. 
Saudi Arabia, displeased by the idea of an Iranian bridgehead on its doorstep, led a coalition of similarly concerned Arab nations in a largely aerial campaign to try and shift the Houthis. It has not, though it has led, directly or indirectly, to the deaths of nearly 400,000 Yemenis and the displacement of 4.5 million more. The Houthis' recent campaign of potshots at passing freighters is not their first attempt to project themselves beyond Yemen's borders. They have previously launched missiles and drones against Saudi Arabia, including spectacular attacks upon Saudi oil facilities. Since the beginning of the present war between Israel and Hamas, the Houthis have also launched dozens of projectiles in Israel's direction, all so far intercepted by Israel or its allies. This past Saturday alone, the American destroyer USS Kearney shot down 14 drones launched from Yemen. By some accounts, the earlier downing of one Houthi ballistic missile by Israel's Arrow air defense system amounted to the first ever combat to occur in space. The Houthis have been clear that the anti-shipping campaign is one of both solidarity and opportunism, tied to the conflict between Israel and Hamas. They initially claimed to be targeting ships with Israeli connections, some of which proved extremely tenuous to downright imaginary, but they have grown still less fussy. The degree to which the Houthis are proceeding on Iran's direct instructions is unclear. It's one of those things where both parties deny it, and absolutely nobody believes it. But as a general rule, if there is a chance for Iran to make life difficult for Saudi Arabia, the United States, Israel, or anyone else on the Islamic Republic's long list of enemies, Iran will take it. It being obviously suboptimal for one of the world's most important sea routes to be menaced by angry yahoos armed with drones and rockets, the question of what might be done about this has become increasingly urgent. All countries have the right to move freely and lawfully in international waters. But that foundational global right is under new threat today from the totally unacceptable attacks on merchant vessels the, the United States this week announced the saddling up of what is to be known as Operation Prosperity Guardian, a patrol and deterrence endeavour which will include at least the United Kingdom, Canada, France, Italy, Norway, the Netherlands, Spain, Bahrain and the Seychelles. It remains to be seen whether this encourages shipping companies back through Suez or discourages the Houthis. The latter is the more urgent priority. The longer the Houthis persist, the greater the likelihood that they sink something or kill somebody or perpetrate some other escalation, advertently or otherwise, to which not decisively responding is not an option and prompting a conflict which nobody should want. Bottom line is, these attacks have to stop. They need to stop, they're unacceptable. Uh, the United States, our allies and our partners will do what we have to do to counter these threats and to protect these ships. For Monocle Radio, I'm Andrew Mullock.